Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Agree to Disagree with Mike Brazuda and Bob Labriola. Since all of 2022 has been about the quarterbacks, and since Steelers fans always and forever care about nothing as much as they care, obsess about the quarterbacks, we're going to dedicate this particular installment to, wait for it, the quarterbacks. Thanks to everyone who found this podcast on purpose. And for those of you joining (laughs) us accidentally, this is Agree to Disagree, the podcast with the motto, I'm right. He's wrong. Since the day Ben Roethlisberger announced his retirement, hey, who am I kidding? Since a year before Ben Roethlisberger announced his retirement, the obsession throughout Steelers Nation has been about the team's future at the quarterback position, and that's nothing new. The fans' obsession, I mean. Exit strategy, Bob. Exit strategy. (laughs) Back in 1969, fans wanted the team to draft Terry Hanratty instead of Joe Green. Then in 1970, they wanted Terry Bradshaw. But once Bradshaw started throwing interceptions, he finished his rookie season with 24 of those, by the way. They wanted Bradshaw benched. Then when Hanratty was worse, they wanted Bradshaw back. Then they wanted Bradshaw benched. After Bradshaw retired, they loved Cliff Stout for about 15 minutes, but then screamed for Mark Malone. A short time into Malone's career, they started chanting Malone's name at Three Rivers Stadium, but not in a cheerful way. They loved Bubby Brister because he wasn't Mark Malone, and then they loved Neil O'Donnell because he wasn't Bubby Brister, but that love affair with Neil ended in an ugly way because of Super Bowl 30. Then they adopted Stephen Stills' motto, and I know, Mike, you're a big fan of this. If you can't be with the love you want, honey, love, love the, the one, one you're, you're with. with. And they jumped on the slash bandwagon with both feet. Then came the interceptions, and the fans decided to have a fling with Mike Tomczak and then Tommy Maddox, but all they got for those was feeling cheap and used. Kent Graham wasn't even attractive at last call on a weeknight, and then the fans allowed themselves to fall in love with Ben Roethlisberger. That relationship lasted longer than most marriages in this country, and it ended amicably this past January. Unlike the 1969 draft, Steelers Nation got its man in 2022, and the honeymoon with Kenny Pickett is still ongoing to this day. Well, for the most part it is. But if you check social media after Sunday's loss to the Dolphins, there seem to be a few Steelers fans checking around for a cutthroat divorce attorney. Okay, now that I've milked that narrative for every last drop and the horse has is in, in fact dead, <laughs> let's get on with today's program. Statement number wait, wait, one. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do that, i got to acknowledge a couple things. The, the amount of detail... And effort that went into that deserves to be acknowledged right here. Now, you didn't just reference Kent Graham as worse than last call, but last call on a weeknight. 
Okay. Right. I hey, mean, let's be specific. There is no <laughs> no misinterpreting the context here. And then I also think we need to take a breath in your lab, maybe even take a knee and give thanks that the Steelers actually ended up with Joe Green and Terry Hanratty. Well, I mean. Thank God they did, right? I mean. <laughs> thank God they ended up with Joe Green. History would you have know, been Hanratty, remarkably different. He was... Hey, Hanratty started a game in 1974 now. I understand. They won the Super He's... Bowl. See the correlation? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I looked up that start. I think he completed like two of 14 for four interceptions or something. Was it like a tie in uh, Cleveland or something? Uh, no, they beat Cleveland. Uh, I uh, JT Thomas had more touchdowns that's, that day than Terry Hanratty generated. Yeah, but he was JT just... Thomas was a cornerback, by the way, and he didn't even get it on an interception or a fumble recovery of his own. He got it on a lateral from Joe Green, who was tired of running that far with the ball after he stripped it and recovered it. <laughs> Here, you take okay. this. Okay. <laughs> Don't Statement screw it up. Number, uh, I'll try not to. Statement number one. Terry Bradshaw was the number one overall pick in 1970 and started 13 games as a rookie, but Chuck Noll pulled him for performance issues all the way up and until the first Super Bowl season of 1974. It's okay to occasionally bench the guy drafted to be the long-term starter. I would agree, and I would for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, Mike Thomas made it pretty clear he doesn't want to be blowing in the wind, and I get that you don't want every – incompletion to be a referendum on whether that guy who just threw the incompletion should be allowed to throw the next one. But, uh, yeah, why not? I mean, let performance dictate, right? Um, I, if you're worried about the guy's confidence, then you probably drafted the wrong guy to begin with. Uh, I, I don't think every rookie should be expected to know it all. Uh, that could perhaps be beneficial, not just to your team, if you can catch a little spark from the backup, but uh, maybe the guy gets a different perspective, sees the game from a different angle, gets some different information. Uh, I got no problem with, uh, as a wise man likes to say, letting performance be the guide, Labs. I'm, I'm agreeing. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you in the statement as well. Um, you know, I, I do believe – you know, and I said this on the pregame show uh, before the the game against the Dolphins. You know, I do agree. I, I do believe that uh, Mitch Trubisky's um, uh, his reputation, or you know, what what the team perceives him to be, is someone who's comfortable uh, in the backup role. And see, th that's a valuable role in the NFL. That's not just backup quarterback. It's different than number two anything else. Uh, on an NFL roster, you know, it's, it's almost a, a career of its own, so to speak. And being a good one requires a specific skill set. Um, you know, it's, it's not like being, uh, the backup inside linebacker, you know, you just have to kind of be able to do what the guy who's starting does, but to be the backup quarterback, that, that requires a mindset, um, a, a maturity, of professionalism, I believe, because the way you have to practice with prepare yourself without getting a lot of on-field reps in practice. And so I think, uh, you know, Trubisky is pretty good at that. Now, if I were Mike Tomlin, uh, I would announce maybe that, hey, and I'm not, uh, and I'm talking more like on a, uh, during a press conference or something, I would announce that, uh, hey, fellas and ladies, 
uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to pull guys who aren't playing well at every position. And when I do that, that's not a referendum on the starter as much as it is uh, trying to win that game. And so then the next week, I'm going back to the starter. So um, write all your stories or do all your commentaries or, you know, tell those slappies who do agree to disagree to talk about it all they want. Um, but he, Kenny Pickett is the starter. And so when he's healthy, he will start. And when he's playing bad, he may not finish. We're trying to win games. Well, this is so, almost this is almost like topic one A because I would I would agree with that as well. Although, and I was on record with this last week, I would have started Trubisky last week uh, just to see if the hot hand theory would uh, would come into play. But now that they went back to Pickett for Miami, yeah, it's, it's Pickett's show, but he's not etched in stone. Right, and I just believe that you know to address that um, that thought process or opinion or whatever. Uh, I believe that there was a pretty uh, solid belief that, you know, going back to pick our Trubisky as a starter brings you right back to what happened in those first few games, you know, where he's uh, um, holding on to the ball like a, a newborn baby. You know, I just, I, I think that I don't, I don't believe that Trubisky would have uh, immediately become what he needed to be to still have the job today. And I don't think that uh, there was an, uh, a feeling that, you know, he, he was a guy who was going to switch it on and off like that. So I just think that there are specific roles for them and use them in those roles, announce it, and, um, you know, maybe uh, win a couple here over the next couple, three months. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Statement number two, if Kenny Pickett wants to be the future, he needs to play better in the present. Agree. Uh, going back to uh, his performance against Tampa Bay before he got concussed, I, I don't think he was great in that game. Now, l- let me uh, – I should have started with this, but let me let me emphasize right here and now, there's a lot I like about Kenny Pickett's game. Uh, I, there's a lot I like about Kenny Pickett's intangibles. At no point – have I thought uh, throughout this process that anything is too big for him or that this can't work the way the Steelers want it to. But that doesn't mean it's not going to be like a ride at Kennywood and go up and down. And uh, we are seeing some downs. And, you know, relative to our first point, uh, he, he needs to keep it above a certain line to keep being run out there. At least that's the way it would be if I was the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, some of the things that I'm talking about, uh, the second of his two interceptions in Miami was awful. Uh, not that I would have benched him, you know, when they got the ball back and there was only two minutes left because you just don't do that at that time of the game. But that's the kind of stuff that just can't happen. He was in a clean pocket, and he had an open receiver, and the ball came out of his hand wobbling, and it took an hour and a half to get there, and that's why it got picked off. The other thing I hated about his game in Miami, Bob, was 
early on, they tried to take advantage of the one-on-one matchups. They were getting outside and in the slot. The first third down was a deep pass to Deontay Johnson, and he missed that pretty inaccurately. The second one was a second down, and uh, as uh, the great man Gene Steratore confirmed this very day on the DVE morning show during Zebra Talk, Miami should have been called for pass interference on that play for tripping up Claypool, but was not. Claypool fell down, and the ball got picked off. I think that scared the Steelers out of throwing uh, and trying to take advantage of those deep sideline shots for a lot of the rest of the game. And that's something I just think they can't afford to allow to happen. Uh, Pickett talked about being aggressive in the preseason and when they see one-on-ones, uh, liking their guys outside and being willing to throw, being willing, excuse me, to throw those 50-50 balls. Mitch Trubisky talked about the same thing. Too much sideways, too much uh, high completion percentage, low yardage gained. Uh, in return stuff going on with this offense. I don't know if it's being coached that way. I don't know if that's what the quarterbacks are being told to do. But if I'm the quarterback and I'm out there and I see some of the stuff I saw from my great seat in Miami in the corner of the the end zone, <laughs> uh, I'm taking more shots to 14. I, I, I just am. I, what's, what is the worst thing that can happen? You don't score? Only score 10 points. Um yeah, I, I agree with you and, and the statement as well. I mean, and I'll tell you what, this is a really kumbaya episode of this because uh, I'm also going to agree with an NFL official. How about that? Gino. Uh, Gino oh, yeah. I mean, and, and and I have to admit, I agree with him a lot more uh, since he became uh, a part of the DV morning show than he actually than I actually was when he was working the games because I just think something happens to those guys' brains you know, when they put on the shirt and the hat. But anyway. I feel you on that. I agree with him a lot more now than I used to when, A, he was uh, working Big Ten basketball games, and, B, I was drunk. (laughs) Um, I yelled some things at him in Columbus, Ohio one night labs that (laughs) I'm not proud of, but, you know, heat of the moment, right? Uh, uh, He. He, he, he's he got a big heart. I'm sure he forgives you. Charger um, block but, is tough. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, yeah, Pickett needs to play better. Um, I, let me say this. Even though the third interception ended the game, uh, I liked that. I didn't now, hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Let me, yeah, that's a better way of putting it. I didn't hate it. And – you know what he need he's young still and so you know what he needs to well relatively get is, relatively okay, okay right again uh he's inexperienced yeah. still uh and what he needs is you know some time in a dark room with uh you know someone who knows a little bit about it showing him and explaining to him that you could have run and gotten out of bounds and then we we would have had another shot at it instead of probably another you know, two right well, I, you know, again, Been about 10 maybe, seconds left ball on the 10 yard line, two throws in the end zone, but definitely one. Yeah. At least one. definitely one. Yeah. What you did, Kenny, you ended the game, but if you do this, we get at least another shot. And so that's the better uh, percentage thing in this particular moment. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, you want to be aggressive and go for it and try to make plays, but it doesn't have to be that on every snap of the ball. And, and, and figuring out that, that 
fine line to quote a great former coach great um, former coach. you know is is gonna have to be uh you know something that he learns and hopefully uh he gets helped learning it along the way would you love that okay, a lot stay- better in the uh, second quarter if you're trying to make that play against the bleeding clock because the game's not oh, yeah. on the line there right like to me right I, I get that you're you're taking a shot and there's some risk, but if it is going to lose the game, you have to be right. You you just do, and that's why I would have run it. But uh, well, I think there there are different there are different Rick. The acceptability of risks, um, you know, varies based on the score, the the time of the game, uh, you know, and and other factors involved. You know, the, in the insurance industry, they call it risk management, and and you know, you kind of have to. Um, you know, I don't expect them to be walking around with a briefcase, but uh, and a calculator. But you need to, you know, develop some sort of feel slash understanding uh, for when it's, um, you know, uh, do or die, and when it's uh, live to fight another day. And that uh, that other day is going to come uh, when the forty second clock expires in this very game uh, at this very uh, venue. Okay, statement number three. Run the ball when opportunity knocks. Pickett can do that and still throw it a bunch. Yeah, we kind of just let ourselves right into that, didn't we? This is uh, well done on our part. Uh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to agree. That that would have been a good opportunity. But I just think, you know, he made some great decisions pulling it down on third down and moving the chains or, or getting what he could to make it more manageable. I just think that's an element of today's game. And I thought that's what they were going to be getting with Trubisky. I know there was a lot of discussion about that in the offseason. Did you watch any of Justin Fields last night? He's starting to develop that appreciation of when to run and when to throw. Uh, the line from Art Rooney II in the offseason, yeah, I want mobility, but the guy's also got to be able to read a defense and complete a pass or, you know, words to that effect. That was his sentiment. I'm all for that, but the running part of that can't be taken for granted or forgotten about. Uh, these guys can make plays with their legs. They're capable physically. Defenses are not usually designed to to – take that away and when they are oh by the way Pickett had run enough in Miami that they had a spy on him on that fourth down which preceded his third interception where he made that beautiful throw to Pat Fryermuth that was open because they were spying Pickett so even when you don't run if you run it helps you that you ran so run yeah I, I, again run uh, kumbaya. On born to run <laughs> kumbaya uh, I agree with you in the statement uh, the, the one thing that I would add to what you said is that, uh, and, and I don't know if this this happens, you know, conversationally or actually with physical reps, because, and I doubt that it could work that way because, you know, you're not going this at the same speed in, in practice as you would in a game. But, you know, the one holding penalty on Dan Moore Jr., I think came about because, you know, he had his guy blocked is as long as Pickett stayed in the pocket, okay? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, when you have your guy blocked, you're not assuming that other uh, offensive linemen or p- pass protectors are not doing that. And so well, you must not you know, have played Dan, for this team very long. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Moore was in pretty good shape on that play, you know, as they showed it over and over on, on replay. And even uh, one of the guys I hate the most, uh, Chris Collinsworth, uh, pointed this out. Uh, Dan Moore only lost control of uh, the guy he was his his assignment. Melvin Ingram. When Pickett, 
was it? Yeah, right. When he quickly uh, picket darted, uh, not just out of the pocket, but kind of circled back around the left. And that's when then Ingram re reacted to that, and Dan Moore just grabbed him. Because well, he, you, you know, know, they don't notice that until the guy tries to start running <laughs> away. And then you got him. You see his jersey there, and I put that on pro football focus as a bad play, Labs. Okay, well, and then, you know, was that uh, Chris Collinsworth imitation or his kid who has no uh, justification for having that job except for the fact that he's Chris Collinsworth's kid? Okay, uh, that political statement over. Let's get back to the topic. Um, so, yeah, probably what has to be developed is a way, you know, for there to be some kind of uh, instinct developed or sense developed you know, like receivers, uh, you know, they call it a scramble drill. They know what to do. Well, maybe the, the offensive line and the pass protectors as a whole um, need to develop with Pickett some sort of uh, scramble drill that where they kind of have a sense of if he's going to scramble where he might go. Not that it's that you're locked into that all the time because, you know, I get it. It's a extemporaneous kind of thing. But you also want to try to avoid – uh, the kind of damaging penalties that really are only happening because, well, he ran the wrong way and I, or he ran a way I wasn't anticipating and my back is to him and it was either that or allow him to get killed. So I grabbed the guy. You know, it's still, it's still a 10-yard penalty and nullifies the, the gain on the play. Yeah, it's, oh. uh, it's be interesting to uh, see if that uh, might be worth exploring down there on the south side. Yeah, or even if it, even or even if it's possible, because you know now that I hear myself say it out loud, um, I kind of doubt that it is. I think it's only going to be something that's going to be born out of, um, you know, weeks and weeks of games and playing together, and you know that kind of stuff. You kind of develop a, a sense for it. So okay, on to Philadelphia, and uh, let's get a cheesecake cheese steak. Excuse me. Um, on Saturday. You going to try that? Huh? Come on. Pats? How long you know me? Well, the only thing I'm going to tell you is uh, World Series. Game two, Saturday. I'll be, going, not in I'll be going to the hockey game and then to Pats Steaks. It's the king of steaks. All I'm saying, though, is you know what it's kind a, of line you think, if you're a Steeler what kind fan, of line you think there's going to be? doesn't matter. The, the line can't be long enough. It, it, if you're a Steeler fan listening somewhere in Steeler Nation, you're, you're making the trip to Philly, you go to Pat Stakes, ninth and Passyunk, you know where you are because it says King of Stakes right on the sign. So it must be true, right? It's the wit. King of Stakes. Two wit. Wit? Two wit. Okay. Okay. All one, right, just one, make it one's sure. One's not enough. little Flyers hockey and then uh, some Pats. Oh. I'll be in a real good mood Sunday morning. Bino. I hear Bino's voice in my background, in, in the back of my head. <laughs> Yes, and the answer to that is yes, I have suffered enough. Okay, thanks for finding us for this uh, edition of Agree to Disagree, the podcast with the motto, I'm right. He's wrong. Talk to you soon.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.